Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, I'm picking a fight with the lack of options for runners to gather. There are races, and then there are... uh, What else are there? So I'm going to give you my perspective on my time trying to be an outdoor endurance athlete, why we need more than just races for all outdoor participants, and why running doesn't just deserve, but absolutely needs to adopt the Grand Fondo. Before we get to that, remember, it is secondhand September, which means we're taking this month to make an effort to put secondhand first. So if you find yourself in need of something for your next adventure, head to the home for unnew outdoor gear and apparelgeartrade.com. And while you're there, click on the Sell Your Gear tab to request a box and shipping label so they can sell your old stuff for you and you can make some money. All right, let's start the show. Over the course of 48 years on this planet, I've learned there are two things you can count on humans to do when we invent something new. Number one, figure out how to incorporate sex into it. And number two, figure out how to make it competitive. For the first thing, all I have to do is point to the invention of print, film, TV, the internet, whatever. History will show you that as soon as we find a new way to watch, listen, or read something, invariably, the next thing we do is see how we can incorporate fucking into that thing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but NASA has very publicly stated that no two astronauts have had sex in space, and I do not believe that at all. There is no way that that hasn't happened. For the second thing, humans have an absolute compulsion, almost to the degree of the first thing, to try and one-up one another. We can look at anything and say, I could win at that. Every outdoor adventure sport or activity has a competitive side. Even hiking. Yeah, there are hiking competitions, but that shouldn't be surprising because if two people can move in a particular way, why wouldn't it be interesting to line them up and see who can get somewhere faster? Again, this works for the first thing. Running is still the king of all this stuff. It's the most participated in, has the most events, and has the lowest barrier to entry of anything we do outside. In the U.S., more than 60 million people call themselves runners. Some estimate there are over 20,000 5Ks held annually, and ultramarathon participation has increased 345% over the last 10 years. And you know how you know something is truly popular? It has a whole category of haters. And running more than anything else we do outside has many, 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 many outdoorsy people who love to tell you that they hate running. But if you start running, you eventually will participate in a race. And on paper, that makes a lot of sense and something you should absolutely do. No matter the distance or if it's on road or trail, putting a date on a calendar that looms out there and keeps you motivated to keep moving can be hugely impactful for anyone. Also, races typically showcase the best of the running community. People tend to leave those events feeling like they were with their people for a few hours or even days. But they also kind of suck. Not because anyone is doing anything intentionally wrong, but mostly because of what they are. Races. Outside of things like the Olympics, the people who show up to races who can actually win are a pretty elite and thus small group of individuals. And while race directors can tell us that an event as a whole is welcoming and for everyone, they're still races. They still end with people on podiums. I spent the past 12 years with ultra-running aspirations. I did my first 50K and thought it would springboard me to a 50-miler, then a 100K, and finally an attempt at a 100-miler. I'll leave a link to my episode here on The Rock Flight about my forced retirement from running in the show notes, but the short story is that things didn't play out that way. However, I did finish my 50-miler, and in training for those races, pacing others at their races, and just running long distances with race aspirations— 
knowing that it's a race you're working towards kind of fucks with your head. Like the times when I'd be training for a race and I'd end some long runs feeling really good and think, you know, maybe I can finish in like the top 20 of this thing. But then fast forward to the race itself and hitting the lowest of the lows, feeling like an absolute fraud and an asshole that I ever thought I'd be able to hang. Because there was no way I'd ever be able to hang with the psychos who actually win these things. My best two running race results came in way shorter distances. A 5-miler in 2008 and a 15K in 2018. The 5-miler was a true unicorn. I had just moved back to Boston from Colorado on a Friday, and by Sunday, I was at a family reunion on the Delaware Shore when I discovered they were holding a 5-mile road race near where I was staying. So being only three days removed from living at 5,500 feet, I registered for a flat race at sea level. And with the super-powered advantage of altitude-conditioned cardio, I finished 14th overall, won my age group, and ran five miles faster than I ever have before or since. So this one barely counts because it was as close to legal doping as you can get. In 2018, I ran a little trail race near Tacoma, Washington. I was in good, for me, running shape, and the terrain was perfectly suited for me. I left it all out on the course and again finished 14th overall and won my age group. You know, thinking back on it now, maybe there's something to do with a race in years ending with eight that I need to consider ahead of 2028. But the thing that both these races had in common was that I had zero expectations going into them. In 08, it was a last-minute lark. In 18, I was there with some friends and was using this race as a training day for the 50-miler I'd end up running the following year. Now, there's plenty of research out there that talks about the relationship between our noisy heads and athletic performance, and I'm not qualified to dig into any of that, but I have to think that in addition to people like me who spiral downwards during a race, there are those out there who won't do a race altogether because it's called a race. Because like I said, you can promote the community aspect of these things all you want. It's still a competition if you call it a race. So what's the best path forward for the running community to capture the best of what we get at a race? Community, aid stations, uh, swag bags. But without the pressure or expectations, misplaces they may be for doing an actual race. Well, our friends in the cycling world have already figured this out. Running needs the Grand Fondo. The Grand Fondo, which came from Italy in the 1970s, is just a big ride. Pros are welcome, as are beginners. Aid stations are offered, and it's all about the personal expectations and community experience. You want to push it, try and finish ahead of everyone? Go for it. You want to hang back and chat with folks on your cruiser bike? Sweet. Why doesn't this exist for running? There are hundreds of running groups and clubs, but given how Grand Fondos have grown over the past decade, I would think the concept would translate to other sports. In fact, yeah, why aren't there Grand Fondo events for everything in the outdoors? By all accounts, if you show up to Chamonix the week of UTMB, it's a true gathering of the tribe. Not just for trail running, but for outdoorsy folks of all disciplines. People gather there at a time when one of the biggest trail running races in the world is happening, and we know that everyone craves community, and that it's an essential part of healthy living. So let's make grand fondos for running and climbing, skiing, and <gasps> even surfing? Uh, you know, actually, I could see hardcore surfers burning something like that down hard. So maybe we'll do surfing last. But like I said at the top of the episode, there are already competitions for everything. So clearly people want to gather, even if they know they have no shot at winning. Look, I think races are super cool and those who do well in them should be celebrated. But I also believe that we are underachieving when it comes to how our community gathers. And we shouldn't have to rely on the same old methods to get us together. So how do we make this happen? I mean, I don't know. I'm just the idea guy. But my guess is that there is someone out there who is already organizing a cycling grand fondo, 
and who also loves trail running. So let's build in an on-foot day into that Grand Fondo and make that event even better. And if that doesn't happen, well, I guess stay tuned for Rock Fight Adventures, where we go out running and riding and throwing rocks at everyone who gives us any sort of weird side eye. Yeah, I think that could be a thing. Let's make it happen, Rock Fighters. All right, that's our show for today. What do you think about races and the ways our community gathers? Send your feedback to myrockfight at gmail.com so we can include your thoughts in a future mailbag episode of The Rock Fight. We'll be back later this week with more ideas that aim for your head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out, as always, is Krista Makes from Less Than Jake with The Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time. Rock Fight!